0: Hey ladies and gents, this is Mike Hedley. We're back on the Hedley Group Real Estate Show. We got a great one for you today. We got commercial real estate broker, Jamal Gilbert, with Atlas Asset Management, doing some wonderful things in the multifamily space. He's giving us some great tips. Tune in. Hello ladies and gents, this is Mike Hedley on the Hedley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, how you doing? This is Mike Hitley. We are back on another great episode with the heavy Group Real Estate Show. Now, all the time when I start the show, I always say all the time, we got a great treat for you today. We do have an extra good treat. Why? Because we got a brother on the line um, who focuses um, on a niche in the multifamily space. And he's actually the first commercial real estate broker on our show. And he's with the firm Asset. No, Atlas Asset Management is a real estate firm out of Chicago, Illinois. And I'll let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Jamal Gilbert. How you doing, brother?
1: Mike, I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? Oh
0: man, let me tell you something. One, one thing about our show, we keep it real, we keep it honest, and we're still professional. Like the like a lot of my guests, I saw what the brother was doing on social media, and there was a particular project, and we can dive in there if he like to in the Chicago area, that, that he was working on, and, and 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 I said this need to be something for our community. So slid the brother DM and I said, hey, would you like to come on our show? He was like, I'd be loved to do that. And here we are to this day. So brother, thank you again.
1: I Bless appreciate you. you having me, man.
0: So uh, let's dive in. Um, you're a licensed real estate professional. Correct. Correct. And you're an investor as well. I take it. Correct. Correct.
1: Okay. So, I mean, you've been doing, you've been doing your homework. But we okay. got to do our homework. I, okay. <laughs> I, I, see our homework. I see. That's I That's right.
0: See okay. So the fact that you you do both of them things, what drove you to getting your license and focusing on
1: multi family, um, that's a good question. That's uh, that's like a, a 15 20 minute ass I'm gonna get exactly. Okay, so ironically enough, my family has a portfolio that they've owned for the last 20 years. Mm. So I was introduced to real estate relatively young on the mm. residential side, okay. okay, and um, I got into real estate. Um, because it's one of those things the broker that we were using i remember one time we were looking for like a flip right mm-hmm. and um this broker that we that we were using like you know for whatever reason i don't know if she didn't she didn't like my father or the relationship with Sal or what it was but she just was not finding what we were looking for right so something in me was like listen this can't be this complicated if i tell you i'm looking for apples bring me apples if i'm telling you looking that's for ages, right bring me oranges so mm-hmm. it was at that point man i uh said you know what getting to being a broker can't be that hard right so mm-hmm. i decided to get my license mm.
0: so now a lot of times uh even i've been guilty of it um
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: get our license and we want to go into the residential space uh right. and i've sold commercial property if i even had my hand in the ctim um mm-hmm. I don't have it, but like I said, I took some of the courses. I got
1: you. So
0: what made you say, let me focus on this commercial piece? Because sometimes I think we think commercial is a little bit more challenging, a little more complex, even though it is. But what drove you that way?
1: Um, So what drove me there um when I first started I was working with the guy who did both he there was a term we we use called resi commercial, mm, right you on heard that. St- mm, exactly right it's like okay. somebody had coined that phrase to me so he was doing both sides residential and commercial and I was okay. working under him so he would do like six units 12 units that sort of thing okay. right and in Chicago to be honest with you I'm always obviously looking you know bigger and better now I knew that in Chicago we don't have 10 20 30 million dollar house like you have in maybe texas new york la Mm -hmm. so i was like if i want to do million dollar deals like like where are the black folks doing million dollar deals and it was in the commercial real estate space so i so because i had got a glimpse of it from working with the guy that i was with at that time and me seeing that there were other black dudes that were playing at that level i was like you know what let me give this a stab and uh i just you know really just applied to a place Okay. Um, um, uh, whistle, it's a little bit more deeper than that, but okay, that was okay. the intro. That was it. So, a person who's
0: in residential and probably want yeah. to take that leap, uh, yeah. what, what suggestions would you give them for the fact that they got years in residential? Like, I want to, yeah. I want to tap in there, but I really don't know which, really don't know where to start. So, what advice would you pass on to them?
1: Um, I would say, Mike, it's, it's as easy as you know, um quite frankly you know asking you shall receive Um, Mm. my story to be honest with you is not some super complex you know i you know did this that and the third i literally said i want this and i'm going to you know knock on as many doors right Mm -hmm. until i get this because you have besides let's say just a brokerage you have firms like jll cbre these national institutions that if you send an application and your credentials are somewhat, you know, you look good on papers, they like to say, mm. there's a good chance you may be able to get in the door. So I say just apply.
0: Mm, mm,
1: just, just apply. So no, it's just, just like apply. you just said, it's really that simple. It's really that
0: simple. It's really um, that simple, man. What uh, uh, would there be any uh, uh I guess, courses, something, or program, or book that you would recommend them to do first, or just go ahead and connect with the large, connect with the commercial firm
1: that's a that's a very good point because i will say while you can apply and potentially get in there was for me i'll be honest with you there was definitely a, a learning barrier there was a learning curve i should say okay um because the commercial side is so much more analytical, analytical. data focused mm. that sort of thing um if if i can go back um, i read a couple of books i read mm. one book by a guy, I think his name was Brian Murray, named Crushing It. Crushing uh, Now, you probably have maybe heard of that or read of that. uh uh-huh, uh-huh. um, I, I haven't
0: read it, but I heard of it. Actually, Gary Vaynerchuk's book is called Crushing It as well. Go ahead.
1: Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so exactly, yeah, uh, This one is exclusively focused on commercial real estate. Commercial real estate, real estate. gotcha. Um, so, because I wanted to sell apartments, that's what I saw, you know, people that look like me, they were excelling. Mm-hmm. And I read any book um involving mm-hmm. that, so. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few, but I would say find a a niche, something that you like, Mm -hmm. see if there's any information out there. And then, of course, take that information and apply it figuratively and literally. Mm -hmm. um, Exactly. And the
0: fact that commercial real estate, uh, there's so many avenues, industrial, office space, uh, multi-family, and you focused in on the multi-family.
1: And how are you doing with that? It's actually going pretty well. Okay. Um, like the here's fact the that thing. you smiled
0: the way you did, brother, it's going, I think you modest with it. it. must be going <laughs> extremely well. <laughs> the fact that you was like, yeah, yeah. You tell somebody doing well, you was like, yeah, it's, it's going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, um, yeah it's, it's going pretty well. It takes okay. time, but goes going pretty well. Mm. So so, so
0: let's dive into Atlas Asset Manager. Um, okay. That, that's the um, firm that you're part you partner owner with. Um, yep. walk us through that um that process do you take on new brokers or is this fo- you just focus only on you and your partner how does that
1: work out yeah so so I'm glad you asked Mike because I'm um actually right now in the process of uh looking for new new talent mm. um, so there are there are a couple of partners um in the organization now we're a relatively small boutique okay. now but um it's interesting because I just read an article two days ago that, that more or less said that in the commercial real estate space, not even just multifamily, right, mm-hmm. that um, we are grossly misrepresented or underrepresented right now. Before I kind of nice. answer your question directly, if I would ask you, Mike, how many, like as far as a percentage, right, what do you believe that Black people as a percentage represent in the commercial real estate space? Okay,
0: and I'm glad you asked me that. I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna, and I'm okay. gonna answer your question. Okay. Uh, when I was when I was prepared and I was getting ready to take the CCIM course, and okay. I looked in the, because uh, uh, it was different courses, I was taking yeah. 101. I looked in the state and I said, well, let me see how many people look like us that actually, um, who has a designation. And yeah. out of uh, 350, it was two, right? It was two. It was a black man and a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. so to answer your question, I would say less than what,
1: 5%, or is, it, or is it? You know, you, you yeah, you, you right, you right there. So here's the interesting thing. The article said, the article was written, like December, 2020. They said okay. that, I'm gonna break it down, black men, black women. They said mm. black men, right, as of December, 2020 represent 1.3% wow. of, of the entire population. Now, here's the key thing. Mm. Do you know for Black women, they said that Black women represent less than 1%? Wow. So, wow. exactly. So, Black people as a total, as mm. a total, Correct. we represent yeah. roughly less than 2%. 2%. So in a, 3 mm. Exactly. So, like, in a room of 100 people, I liken it to, in, in a room of 100 people, like you said, at best, at best, two people in that room are going to be Black.
0: Mm. Wow. That's
1: crazy in 2020, and we're yeah, in 2021 now. Mm-hmm. it's horrible it's and so with that being said again we
0: keep it real yeah. on the show of course is there do you think well not you would know better than i would
1: Yeah.
0: when we're in them rooms people that look like us because you know this is a relationship business not what you know but who knows you mm-hmm. um have you experienced that or do you see that now nah, now nah, we don't know we we'll look past him or you know be based off of you know how we look
1: yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean I think mm. that of course no one actually comes out and says, Oh yeah, of buddy, like <laughs> yeah, of yeah. But exactly. I mean, to, your, to your point, when I first when I first made the official transition mm. um to commercial, there's mm. this big kind of forum club thing they have in Chicago. And um I'm not gonna give too much information. Okay, this. that's fine. You know, that's they fine. Gonna, yeah, they're they to... gonna they're gonna know who they are. I got but you, brother. I got I you. I went to this thing, Mike, and I went to this event. And no exaggeration, it's a lot of who's who's, right? Correct. That okay. sort of thing. And when I walked into this place, it's at this uh, it was like at this kind of e- event space that they use for gay. It was very upper echelon place. Okay. You walk in, of course, you know you have your name, you know, on the plate, you know, that sort of thing. You're being assisted to your seat, that sort of thing. And when I walk in, Mike no exaggeration i didn't see anybody that looked like me i didn't see anybody until i went to the restroom, maybe a half an hour (laughs) so
0: you you know it's
1: it's Mm. it's scarce exactly exactly i
0: i I can you know yeah because you know when you see these 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 numbers it just makes you say okay well we have to in order for us to, to to move the mountain when they say have a seat at the table you know we have to. In order for us to own the table, we have to have a seat at the table. So that means exactly. we have to be in the rooms, and our floor you yeah. for, for making them efforts to focus only on commercial because you may open the door for so many other people behind you. Um,
1: exactly, exactly. Hey
0: guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. I'm going to segue a little bit. My last time I was, I was in Chicago, I went to NAR. I was back in 2017. NAR, they had the National of Realtors Conference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I went there, and, and, and again, you, you've been, have you ever been, been to a NAR? National no, I've
1: never been to the conference. No. To it,
0: okay, it, it's, it's huge, right? It's, I've oh, been to wow. so many conferences, but this is like the grandfather. There's so many different vendors out, so many different okay. rooms going on. But I said, well, let me go to some of these commercial rooms. And like you just said, it was like one or nobody was in there, right? And And I wonder like, why is that? Because of the analytical part that like you probably said, maybe you might, and I don't wanna speak for all of us, but maybe that might be challenged or we might fear yeah. as though that that's not for us. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, I, just, I was just speaking about that just yeah. to go over you know, what you were saying. So, uh, the commercial industry in Chicago, um, mm-hmm. How, how is it as for as the multifamily space? How is it up there?
1: So I say in Chicago, multifamily over the last year has held up um, pretty well, mm-hmm. as opposed to, let's say, like you mentioned, different asset class, like office, industrial, okay. retail. Correct. It, okay. Yeah, it's it hard, but it's coming. It's coming.
0: And, and so I see that uh, um, um, in Chicago, and I know they, so many areas that they're doing redevelopments, correct? Yep, yep. Um, is that something that you were working on, or you will be working on, or you? How does that? What does that look like?
1: Um. So I. So I'm more or less. I know. I kind of. You know. Put my. Put my toe in a while a little bit there. Okay. I got okay. to, to. You okay. know. Te- you know. Test that thing out. You okay. know. As far okay. as development. Um. But that's not something I want to hang my hat on mm-hmm. per se right now. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of steps and pieces to that. Mm-hmm. And um. At least right now, I'm not looking to on a commercial side really uh get into that. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so like I said, just focus
0: solely on the multi-family. What's, yeah, exactly. uh, what is the largest unit that you close? The number of units? 200, 300, uh, 5, 10?
1: I think the... Let me think. Uh, the largest... It was one... This I would say, yeah, the largest as of recent was a 77 unit. Mm, That was the one that I did in Indian Hyde Park, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so now with that 77 unit deal, again, Mm -hmm. people sometimes confuse the residential. It's not a quick 30-day close. (laughs) What was that time frame to close, and was it challenging
1: doing that deal? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it was challenging. Without giving details, give us a little bit. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, man, so I started working on that deal... In maybe June or July of 2020, mm, it didn't close okay. until maybe September. No, September.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, so it wasn't so too, too long. Too long. Yeah, okay. it wasn't too
1: long, but it's not your typical 60, 90 days. Mm, mm. So yeah. was
0: the, and that's why actually was it a little bit challenging. In other words, yeah. was due diligence period? Anyone do this? Or was it?
1: yeah yeah it it was this one was a little bit more challenging because we had to it was what's called um sro property i don't know if you're familiar with um i don't know if you've heard that term before i have not educate me okay so okay so it's uh it's a fancy um term it stands for single room occupancy okay right so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a niche within a niche right so there's multi-family and there's sros that Mm -hmm. are an affordable housing type of product
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there is just a very limited pool of them right and they mm-hmm. operate very simply as a hotel mm-hmm. so think of them as like an affordable housing hotel mm-hmm. um, so because of that um we had a, there was a lot of red tape with the city that we had to deal with mm-hmm. um and it was it wasn't just your traditional hey let me buy you know we have some guy buying a 60 unit your, your typical due diligence inspections you know contingencies there was more um covenants and things we have to do with the city to ensure right. that this that this product again close and it close in a certain way
0: mm, mm. Yeah. so will it, it is and again based off my knowledge yeah is it the let me buy the units uh uh do my value adds raise the rents Was mm-hmm. that like the objective of the of the buyer
1: um, not with this particular situation. Okay. Um, not with this particular building. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Obviously, that's a longer term play. Um, okay. for them, but not initially. They're not just going in there, kind of flipping it, um, mm. increasing the rent roll and trying to sell it off type of
0: thing. Mm. Okay. And before I segue to the next next question, do you have any listings now? Or they just of go course. like that? Like how? You oh, you do. Say.
1: Absolutely, of course. Oh, so
0: talk, tell us about the units, brother. You never even have high <laughs> end in Orlando or Chicago, New York, somewhere. I know, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. so
1: we have. So that's a great thing about the firm I'm with now, right? Because mm. it's partnered with um an investment firm. Okay. Right. So okay. we own about seventeen hundred units in Chicago, okay. Detroit, and um I believe it's Kentucky. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: So in those cities, so because of that, we have a lot of stuff off market, mm. uh, you know, and that sort of thing. So we have. A twenty unit here, a ten unit there, you know, a fifty unit there. Like it, it's all kind of spread out. So I can't say, you know, okay, okay, well, some specific. So
0: yeah. so 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 a ten unit, what would that what would that this this little
1: ten unit? What would that number look like? Um in Chicago, depending on where you at, I mean it can range it can be as low as about maybe four, 400, 450? 400, 450. And, like, okay. and that's, that's an our area, right? Correct, you know correct, correct. You go correct. north, it oh, went yeah. just went from, <laughs> you went from 450, you like at 1.2. 1.2, exactly.
0: Yeah. So now, I'm, uh, I'm going to talk about Chicago. I'm usually from New York, from New York, right? So okay. Out here. And, okay cool. and 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 I know how it is when they label our communities. It's like, not saying it's all good, but at the same time, it's not as bad as with the media kind of projections.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: There, right? Like of course. in other words, me and you can walk and we we're fine. Right. right so right. how uh 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 like say that ten unit, that fifteen unit, are they in some parts of the uh the city whereas though it's not as attractive? Mm-hmm. Or are they in some city there are they in some places in the city where it's up and coming?
1: um it's a mix um, it's a mix okay you know, because you know the way I liken it you know I don't care whether we in Chicago New York mm. Alabama Tennessee you know real estate is cyclical right and mm. each market has a cycle right don't. so right. like right now like in Texas right they're building like crazy because that's where they are in the market right exactly and on a more kind of granular or smaller scale Chicago is the same way like certain pockets are being redeveloped, being gentrified, to be honest with you. Mm. In some pockets, I mean, they're just not being touched yet, right? But mm. just the way real estate works, at some point, Mike, you and I both know, these markets are gonna be touched because That's everybody right. has to have somewhere to live and there's, mm. you know, I ain't making no more land. That's right. So That's at right. some point, these markets that people are scared of, that you may hear about in the news, mm. they're gonna be the very markets that people are buying up, mm. you know, putting you know a higher price tag on and reselling it back to people. Mm-hmm. Pandemic happened, COVID nineteen.
0: Right. What did that do with your business? And now that I'm not going to say we're post, but we're kind of easing out of it a little bit. Where, right. where does Atlas
1: Asset Management stand at? Yeah, that's a good one because, as you mentioned, I just thought about it, Mike. This is a year from oh, yeah. today, <laughs> like when we it. officially shut down. That's right. You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, when it when it initially hit, man, they they halted everything. Mm-hmm. Like deals that I had, everything just fell apart. Like it was, okay. it was crazy in Chicago. Okay, uh, I'm sure that was maybe universal because I was correct. It was a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, for for buyers and sellers, I mean, you know, lending guidelines, you know, got very tight mm-hmm. in multifamily, where you know you initially may have had to have maybe six months of reserves, and maybe mm-hmm. the interest rate was maybe you know, let's say three and a quarter. After COVID, that interest rate is now six and a quarter. And instead of six months, you need 12 months. And it was just a bunch of different stuff. Mm. Um, as far as, so that was then, as far as now, mm. uh, where Alice stands, I mean, we are um, in our acquisition cycle. Okay. okay. So we're currently in the process of raising a fund of about 50 million. Mm. So we can go after a lot of projects that we know in our particular market okay. you know, are going to be available because Chicago right now is an interesting space because i don't know if they have this uh i know you're from new york where are you uh, yeah yeah I, i'm located i'm in greensboro north carolina, in the middle okay. it's, it's in the middle of north carolina yeah gotcha okay so yeah. i know in chicago with when covid hit we're about an hour south of charlotte
0: yeah
1: gotcha okay okay i know when covid hit mm. chicago they more or less had um and i don't know if you have this there they put it in, in order what's called an eviction moratorium correct um mm-hmm. you have that there as well correct yes we do okay, mm-hmm. okay cool so mm-hmm. i know some some states don't even huh what does that mean right Not exactly right. <laughs> exactly so and actually so. i think it's
0: going to and i mean to interrupt you but i think he's going to extend it again
1: yep the yep. moratorium so and
0: then and then here we are it's to, to june 30th but then yep. you give it another 90 days we don't go on holidays. They ain't gonna go on holidays so they probably going to extend
1: it again but go ahead yeah no, so, so, and that's the, that's the opportunity, especially mm. as you now see, now I got to look into North Carolina because I know y'all that's got right, it brother. because I know it's going to be some people, there's some owners mm. that unfortunately they've already been on, been at their wits for the last six months, you mm. know, trying to get tenants, that are not paying them, right? Right. So I'm already anticipating a lot of people that I work with, we're anticipating, there's going to be a lot of buildings that essentially people have to give back because essentially they, they have tenants that are not paying. Mm. They don't have the reserves to kind of stabilize the property. So they're going to have to find some creative ways to either, you know, either sell it off or give it back. Mm. So well, that's what I'm anticipating. Well, you
0: know, so you, well, you, you definitely answered the the, the, the next question that I was going to ask you. where do you see the market yeah. going Yeah. As, um, as we get out of this cycle here? So you're saying there'll
1: be a lot of opportunities i think in the multi-family the multi-family space, space that there will definitely and again i think for any city that has as you mentioned an eviction moratorium where mm. again you can't technically put tenants out you may not have the money mm. to do a cash for keys situation or all the other nuances to get tenants out um that the eviction moratorium coupled with you know months and months and months and months of landlords that are behind on kind of Current evictions, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta remember, like there's there's people that had evictions out last year that in Chicago courts were closed, mm-hmm. so they weren't processing them, right? So there's just so many different things kind of coupled on each other in the multifamily space, where if you are not liquid as an owner, if you don't have a certain amount of reserves put up, again, just by default, you're gonna have to probably sell or sell the note, the property, whatever it may be, to stay afloat. I will say. Um, If you were in industrial, um, at least in Chicago, if you were in the industrial market or planning to get in, it's definitely a great time as industrial has been booming Um, with like companies like Amazon, these warehouse distributors because of e-commerce and that sort of thing. We're seeing, you know, lots being, you know, bought, large lots, right? Mm. Being bought and being built, you know, within a matter of months, you Mm. know, Mm. let's Very large lots that I'm seeing. Mm, That's mm. a great space to be in, especially in Chicago. Industrial is a great space to be in. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet and you might want to change, new environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Henley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you gotta be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. So now you said you're putting the fund together and you're looking, I know you said primarily in Chicago,
1: but will you be looking throughout the country? We will be looking throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the fund will be, um, <laughs> the fund will actually be targeting, you know, the very people that we understand that, again, are gonna be in a position um, mm-hmm. where they have to kind of get rid of their property. Um, as um, we're looking at multifamily for the most part. Mm. Um, and we're looking exclusively multifamily, let me mm. say that. Mm. You, you know, it's just, a, just a side conversation here. Isn't real estate
0: such an interesting space? You know, you never really, you know, there's always indicators, but you never really get a good grasp of, man, I wish I would've sold, I wish I would've held on. Right. It's like during 2008, nine crash, you know, I brought some properties. but I'm trying to buy more, you know, right. so so yeah. it's like a lot of people was thinking the same because, you know, you, you would think I bought this property for 180, dollars 200000 but now it's worth $450,000, dollars mm-hmm. and it's like, man, like I didn't didn't even think because at the time, you know, you didn't think that this is going to appreciate, you know, things will turn right. around. But I, right. think I think it's this lesson here. Actually, I was on a call earlier, um, and an economist was on the line. He was saying, that his 45 years uh, being, in, uh, being an economist, and he was, he used to be an appraiser, he never saw this kind of market. In other words, things right. just flying off the shelf. From right. a residential side, right? right. Um, but, so that's what I'm saying, is that you never get to, you don't really have an idea of where the market is going. You can try to anticipate, but you really don't know. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you Jamar uh, we usually, uh, uh, we're going to kind of wind it down now. Um, let me ask you a question. Is there a question you wish I would ask you that you yes, want to answer really. now?
1: There's not a question I wish you would have asked as much. There's a question you asked initially. It was a two-part question. Okay. And I only answer one part. Okay, but there I'm we go, brothers. Asking. Bring it on back. <laughs> okay, so you no, know, you 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 mentioned because we were talking about, you know, what I like to, to reference kind of like the plague in my industry, right? Because I'm mm. um, talking about being black in commercial estate right. and/or of bringing black people into the industry, right? Correct. I um, mean, you made a comment along the lines of, you know, is it kind of the analytical piece? Is it the numbers piece that maybe mm. that's why we're not in the game? And I would dare challenge that, Mike, because, you know, to be honest with you, it's not as complicated as it may seem on the outside looking in right now that I'm in, right? Um, because I'm not necessarily a numbers guy, per se, I became a numbers guy. I'll be guy. honest with
0: you, I can't right. be, I'm
1: not either. <laughs> exactly, right, like, I, I don't, I'm not excited about looking at numbers. Correct. There are people that are excited about that, mm-hmm. I'm not one of them, right, I had to become a numbers guy to be successful with what I do. Right, correct. But my point is that it was trained, it wasn't a built-in mm-hmm. thing, it was taught, it was trained. Um. But the original question that you actually posed was, you know, are like, essentially, what am I doing to kind of help bring black people into the mm-hmm. industry. Um and honestly right now I am looking for people. Uh more specifically Mike in all honesty I'm looking for black women. There we um, go. Mm-hmm. Because I you know I it's crazy I was I was on that development project mm-hmm. that we connected about. Correct. The reason I support it because I had a very minuscule role like in the actual development process, but the reason I was supporting it is because if one of the lead developers on that team was a black woman
0: mm. and mike
1: from where i sit from the people that i know again the relationships i have like there aren't any black women developing commercial real estate mm. i'm not saying that like trying to be Clear. like you know trying to exaggerate like mm-hmm. d- mike i don't know any wow that are doing large multi-million dollar projects mm. so I am looking specifically for black women. I recognize that it's a different barrier, like when you're black, when you're male than when you're a woman. Like I recognize that again, mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a specific gap,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm
1: really looking for, you know, a woman who is is is, is, is smart, um, who's, who's humble, up, humble enough to learn and to kind of take in everything and understand there's going to be a lot that you need to know. But you don't that's have it. to know, necessarily know it right now. Correct. But most importantly, Mike, I'd say I'm looking for somebody who's hungry, man. Mm, that's it. I need somebody who's the word. An that's appetite. it. That's I it. need somebody that has an appetite because it. it's it's definitely more dog eat dog. Mm. It's definitely more competitive. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you the 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 rewards are plentiful, brother. The I know. rewards. I could... <laughs> well, brother, <laughs> I, I can I, you
0: know uh, it's, it's like plentiful, very plentiful. Exactly, very plentiful. Exactly. You, you know, exactly. the uh uh um you, you said something that's like I said just, just resonated so much with me. And I I say the same thing when I bring on new talent, is when when, when you're hungry, it just opens the lane for so many other avenues, right? Yep. Because as soon as you become stagnant and, yep. and you wonder why, why am I not because you why am I not getting nowhere? Why? Because you took the hunger out of it, right? You gotta yep. keep that. I heard Warren Buffett say one time. That uh, uh he said you always gotta have some sense of fear, right? Some sense of fear like because the the, the guy behind you or the girl behind you is right behind it they really take this spot. So that mm-hmm. fear is gonna kind of keep you keep you in a mm-hmm. it's gonna keep you moving, you know. Never get too relaxed. So to your point, that that's yeah. you know, that's that's coding what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, brother, let me ask something here. We use X every guest two golden nuggets before you go, it'll uh-huh. be a scripture. Uh, a Bible verse, a book, a great movie—anything that you want to recommend to the audience in terms of commercial real estate, or just any insight yeah. you want to provide.
1: Okay, um, two golden nuggets. Okay, um, I say the first piece um, um, is something that's very common that we probably all the time. Right? People talk about um, investing in yourself, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to kind of take that and expound upon it. Okay. Um, I truly believe that whether it's spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, financially, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. whatever, I always believe that self-improvement, right. Or the work that you're doing mm-hmm. yourself is probably the best work that we'll do mm-hmm. that we never get paid for. Right. True, and, true. and I've always, you know, you know, been you know someone who has always sought guidance so okay. i think the first kind of nugget that i would give is that i again i don't care what someone you know does who they, what they believe so forth and so on you know my guidance has always came from god from the bible right it's always awesome. been it's always been the compass for me mm-hmm. and quite frankly i don't care whether or not i'm re I'm, i want to understand how to uh, to think different i understand if I, I don't care if i understand wealth I don't, want, I don't care if I want to understand how to be wiser in business. That's my compass. Mm. So I would say find your compass because we live in a world mm. of distractions. So and many things are going to pull you in so many different directions. Find mm-hmm. your compass. Find the thing that you can kind of rely on. They can kind of always point you to kind of your true north. Um, so that's kind of my first nugget, find your compass. Um, the second nugget that I would say is, um, it's funny because I read this. I actually heard this early and it was so true because my mm. mom, he used to tell me this Mike, all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know how somebody can tell you something, you know, a thousand times, but you don't hear it until that one person says it one time. You'd be like, That's the um, Bible. <laughs> You'd be like, Wow. <laughs> You'd
0: be like, You must I saying that to you. I, I totally get
1: that. Exactly, exactly. And it was um it was actually a scripture that she said and she kind of put context behind it, right? So the scripture I believe is in, I believe it's in Proverbs and where okay. it says, you know, um, in the same way that iron iron sharpens iron, so is one man sharpens another, right? Mm-hmm. And she used that scripture, Mike, to kind of teach me about the people that I would surround myself mm-hmm. with, right? Because she would always say, yeah, Jamal, if you are the biggest fish in your pond, like, you need to be in a new pond. You're the wrong you one. you hear these things, right? Like, I'm from South, South, no, South. I'm like, okay. Cool. Thanks, okay. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I know, I, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly, yeah, yeah. But I can tell you that um, there's two parts to that. The more that I, you know, worked on myself, mm. I was able to, you know, to be a part of bigger environments, right? Mm. You know, I heard a, a quote one time that went, you know, pe- people grow into the conversations that you have. Mm-hmm. Right. So the more kind of information and things I was being introduced to, mm-hmm. I was able to have a much more diverse conversation. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when I, all the reading I was doing, once I got into these rooms, exactly. I was able to have much higher and higher conversation and attract a different person. So I'll definitely say, you know, uh, to get around some some new iron, you know, mm-hmm. that can sharpen you, that can refine you because it's, it's made all the difference to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were able to contribute. When you was in the exactly. right? right? And that's so, the world it, we
1: live in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it, the world that's we live it. in. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you it's, can't it's come not. In, yeah. So how do I? add do I? How can right, I do? If you like? It? Correct. No, you gotta. You gotta have something that you can bring to the table besides an appetite.
0: Well, you know, some just to, just add to that. So a friend of mine's, when I was getting in the real estate game, uh, he was. Uh, he always said to me. He said, "The first three deals is mine. and then after that." is on you. And I'm like, I'm like, what? No, man, That's, this needed to be split down the money. He said, listen, trust me, you're gonna appreciate it. And what he was doing, he was teaching me, right? Mm-hmm. He taught me long on that process. Now, when the deal came, I felt as though I was getting taken advantage of, but I wasn't. One, it was a, it was a hardcore learning lesson and mm-hmm. I made some money. I didn't put up the money, he put up and the darted money. But it was just a learning style that he was teaching me and I'm forever grateful for that. Because he yeah. said the first three deals is mine and the rest he said because you'll be able to fly on your own. That's what he was saying.
1: Exactly. And, and, and the
0: knowledge that you got from that you'll be able to apply to more, more and more and exactly. more deals, right? But exactly. I see what you're saying. Just like you said, iron does sharpen iron. Yep. yep. Well, bro, let me tell you something. You pass on some great information for us, man. And one thing I will say, you are an alumni to the show now, brother. So we reach out to oh, you man. again and hopefully we can go on the same page.
1: And we come Absolutely. On, come on
0: back to the show,
1: okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
0: man. uh, we want to get, take our hat off to Mr. Jamal Gilbert with Atlas Asset Management. And we want to thank you for being part of the show. And we want to see you all next time on Head of the Real Estate Show. Hey, gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight. And please support them on all social media platforms. And well, while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms. And don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.